0: Richard, we've done eighteen hours, mate. Eighteen hours. We got six to go.
1: Woohoo! Easy work.
0: <laughs> Will Easy. you cope with uh, another
1: six hours? Yes, it's the last stretch, now, isn't it? it uh, yeah, it's the last stretch. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I haven't sat down much, maybe like five minutes for the entire time. So uh, I'm beginning to flag in the respect of standing up. But I do think that it's a testament to being uh, carnivore that we've been able to do this. In fact, the only thing that's going is my voice, actually, because I'm rabbiting on so much.
1: Yeah, you know we're not uh, as compascentus as we were in the beginning. Um, I think you know you could probably tell that coming into the you know the the, the end of of the last um, uh, slot that we did, um, and I think that's why we're sort of handing over to <laughs> to these uh, to the guests to do a little bit more speaking. Um, but yeah, look, it is what it is. We're, we're still here. Um, we're still functioning. Um, yes, flagging a little bit, but I mean. It uh, you know we are 20, 22 hours in. Eight, how far did you say? See, I, I can't even think. now. eighteen hours in. <laughs> We've done eighteen. 18 yeah, so the six to go. I'm just messaging so, Jessica to, to to say
0: um is she coming come back? back because it didn't the devices didn't connect properly. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I think yeah. Hey, that's excellent. So big build up. Here she comes into the stream. Perfect. Hello.
2: Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm you, good. Jessica. Hi, how are you? I made it. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties.
0: Well, I could tell. So, do you know Richard?
2: I don't know Richard. No. Hi, Richard.
1: No, no, nobody knows me. Hey, Jessica, how are you? I'm good. Ah. Thanks. Good, good.
0: For people that haven't um, seen you before, including Richard, if you could just give us a little introduction as to what you're all about, that would be fantastic.
2: Sure. I'm Jessica and I am a kind of recently new carnivore. Um, I've been carnivore for about 18 months and um, it's been quite a journey. I've been in the health and fitness industry for a really long time and so carnivore for me was kind of the last... Final piece of finding what I felt was like what I was looking for in terms of improving my health and optimizing my health. Um, so, yeah, I have got three little girls, and my family and my fiance and I are all now carnivore and are absolutely thriving.
0: So, how can people find you? What's your handle on Instagram?
2: Uh, I am the carnivore mummy, and that's mummy with a U for our American guests. <laughs> um, and I also have a because of my fitness background, and I specialise in something called Neuro Reset Technique, which is a neuromuscular based therapy. I also have a Instagram under the Jessica Treatment as well, so you can find me there too.
0: So Richard, you're into the fitness. Do you want to ask about the uh, the NRT
1: therapy? Yeah, that's something I'm familiar with. I'll be honest, it um, and that's probably the first for for. Uh, for Stephen to hear me say something like that, so it's something I'm I'm completely unfamiliar with. Um, if you'd like to go into some detail in, in regards to that, I mean I'm familiar with, uh, you know the, the neuromuscular uh, zones in regards to training. Um, cycling is something I've gone into recently, so that that is a zone that um uh, that I need to work on. Uh, what I've noticed in in, re, in regards to new to cycling is it, it's it's a zone that um uh, that I've been told is going to take some time to build uh, uh, a custom tool. Um, yeah, if you'd like to go into more detail, baffle us with the science. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I would love to. Um, basically, neuro reset technique is a very rare form as a set of neuromuscular based therapy. Um, we are looking at essentially the brain and the nervous system and the strength in these um, and the pathways between the neuromuscular system. Um, what does that all mean? Because it all sounds like a load of waffle. It means that um, we can instantly strengthen somebody's muscle recruitment capacity, their motor control, their muscle function, their strength. Their mobility um, instantly with some amazing, long-lasting results. If if um, if I was to categorize how it's different from other therapies, I would say that it really gets to the root cause of people's issues. So we look at why they are weak and where they are weak, rather than kind of addressing the the symptoms of that weakness. Um, and the, when I saw this, so I was a personal trainer back in the day, about 20 years ago, I started in health and fitness and then 10 years ago I came across NRT and I was already doing, um, some kind of neuromuscular based therapy at the time. And then I was introduced to this and it just changed my whole life. It changed everything I thought I knew about human function and movement. Um, and we work with a lot of people Getting them in better states, rehabilitationary wise, as well as um, you know, post post injury, your recovery is faster. The strength and control gains are faster. Um, yeah, there's just nothing like it in the world. So I went all in when I found this technique and went, "Oh my gosh, I have to learn this." And that's been me. This is my eleventh year now doing NRT, um, and so yeah, it's pretty rare. There's only 25 of us globally in the whole world that are certified to do it, which is why I'm not surprised that you haven't heard about
1: it. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel so silly now. So <laughs>
2: no, no, absolutely. <laughs> And um, Richard, we could, we could talk about that a whole nother day um, because NRT, it, it's a lot. And when you start talking about it, you know, it goes deep. Um, and I don't yeah. want to bore all these carnivore folk with my uh, neuromuscular functional talk.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. you know, that's another string to your bow. And I was I was going to come into the carnivore chat now, actually, and, and, and say, so tell us a little bit about your carnivore journey. So was there pushback when you decided to go that way? or was it all plain sailing?
2: Well, um, because I went – basically I went heavy meat-based for quite a long time before I took the plunge and went, you know, both feet in and went fully carnivore last, and that was January 22. Um, I, at that time, I was only eating a really small amount of low-oxalate plants and quite a small quantity, so I'd already done a huge transition over. Um, prior to that, I was full paleo-based, so just meat and vegetables for about 20 years, nuts and seeds. Um I did a lot of dehydrating and sprouting and activating my nuts and seeds and making all my own raw vegetable hummuses and, you know, you name it, I did it. I made everything from scratch. Um, and I thought I was like really healthy being in fitness as well. I was like, yeah, I eat all these amazing proteins and fats, but it also included a huge amount of plants in my world. Um, and so... When I started, basically, I didn't start looking deeper. I'm not going to lie to you, Richard, and say that I, you know, was led by my intuition towards carnivore because I would be lying through my teeth. Um, I actually thought plants were really good for you. I, I believed in them wholeheartedly and I promoted them. You know, I, I I literally coached people to eat the way that I did at the time. Um, and so what actually happened was my fiance, um, found out about carnivore, started looking into it and he kind of told me, you know, we should look at this and I resisted. I mean, properly, Richard, like I did not want to give up my little bits of vegetables. Um, and Basically, he sent me a video and said, check out this guy. He is a a Kiwi guy. He's got a really bad potty mouth. He's just like you. Like, I think you really like him. And um, sent me a video, which was from Professor Bart K. So basically, when I saw this video, I was shocked. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is one of my old uni professors. And that was kind of how I fell down the carnivore rabbit hole is I looked into all Bart K's stuff. And, um, yeah, my fiancé and I obviously tried it. He actually did it three months before I did and started looking amazing and healing. And he also suffers, like, really bad insomnia. So he... Started sleeping better, and he felt better, and his digestion improved, and his skin improved, and you know the tone and tissue of his body changed, and his body comp changed. And I was like, still trying to not think that it was the vegetables. (laughs) I was like, oh, maybe it's not as stressed, or maybe it's like something else, because it's quite hard when you know for fifteen years you have learned a ton at university that have told you that plants are essential and that we need to mix them together and, you know, that they improve the absorption of nutrients and minerals out of meat if we couple them with vegetables and just all of the stuff that I was spoon-fed and lied about, lied to about. Um, And so, yeah, that's – it was quite hard. It's quite – yeah, that was really tough for me to let go of and change my mind about. I didn't want to look at it. So, um, so yeah, I eventually, um, thought, okay, I will start looking at this, started pulling out my nuts, started getting rid of my spinach and the kale and all the crap that I used to, you know, used to eat on a very, very big scale too, um, all the vegetable box that I like—I used to prep these veggie boxes, uh, which were all cut up different types of vegetables that I would stir fry um, for my breakfast. And it was a huge quantity, like massive. It would make a dinner-sized plate of stir-fried vegetables I'd have every breakfast. Um, and so letting go of those practices, letting go of all those, you know, those things that you're told that when you're doing them, you're succeeding in health and that you're, you know, you're being, you're being as, getting that variety and that colourful range of vegetables. And, yeah, just I just thought I was doing everything right, so it's hard to let go of that. Um, and then when I did, um, I decided to get rid of the last little bit of my plants, which was what I did in January at 21. I did three months fully carnivore and with full intention of stopping after the 90 days. I thought, okay, I'll just do the 90 And then I'll go back to eating my pickles and my iceberg lettuce and, you know, the lower plant toxics um, on the scale. And then I did the 90 days and I was shocked at the results. Um, You can see my pictures. There are some pictures on my Instagram on the Carnival Mummy um, of the before and afters. And it was significant I lost body comp, I lost stretch marks, um, some of my saggy skin from my, from my three births um, started to heal and tighten, um, some of the fine lines and wrinkles in my face started to fade, um, eczema and dermatitis that I'd suffered with literally since I was born um, went away, my gut healed, um, so yeah it was It was massive. Even eating only low-oxalate vegetables, that last piece for me was massive and was creating a huge amount of inflammation in my body. So it was that last little bit that actually transformed everything for my health. And so since then, I thought, well, I'm not going to go back, am I, to eating vegetables again after having that kind of response in my body. Um, And so I haven't done since. And that was, yeah, about 18 months ago now.
0: Did you you find... The results just blew you away completely or was you still sceptical? How long did it take to be 100% this is definitely the thing to me? Was it Was it quite quick?
2: Yeah, it was literally – it was probably about seven or eight weeks into the 90 days. Like I felt so great, my energy. I mean I already have really good energy levels. Like I, I couldn't have complained about – You know, that was something I wanted to improve on, but it was just something that got it better and better and better. And then obviously same things, my body comps. Like I started seeing definition in parts of my body that I didn't know existed. (laughs) Like um, my forearms had dips in them that I'd never seen. Um, I got, I have cankles. So no matter how lean I've got, I have always had cankles. And I just thought that was part of my genetic makeup. And then um, after the 90 days, you could see, like, a full lateral side of my ankle bone. Um, Yeah, so it was 100%. There was no question. I knew exactly what it was. I also tried as much as I could not to distort the results so I only trained like bare minimum I did maybe one to two resistance sessions a week max just so that I could make sure that that wasn't having too much of an impact on my results um, and make sure that it was the carnivore that was actually having this this impact on my body.
0: And what's your sort of daily regime then are you eating a couple of meals a day and is it ribeyes what what, how how are you doing that?
2: Well, prior to the last 10 days, I was just eating however I wanted. So typically two meals a day, usually kind of lunchtime onwards um, and whatever I fancied and just till I was full. I've never counted macros. I've never done any of that jam. I just eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full. And I really love that about the carnival way of living because – being in health and fitness and I had done everything like I'd done Jenny Craze and Weight Watches, calorie counting. I'd weighed my food for goodness sake. I was quite obsessed about food. So with carnivore, it just gives you that freedom, right? That freedom to, to literally eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full and actually be able to listen to your body and what it needs. Um, and so – I don't put too much regiment on myself because mentally I don't think it's a good place for people to be in or I don't want to go back into those pathways that I was you know, that I went into. Um, So, yeah, that's what I was doing up until recently. Uh, I kind of fast naturally as I want to. I'll do like 24 here or 40 here, but I don't have any structured plan. Um, And then 10 days ago or so I went lion. So I've just gone lion for 30 days, which is just beef and salt and water um, or ruminant animals and water um for 30 days and again I'm just I'm that type of person that wants to see what does the next piece do and what does the next piece do so I committed to giving this a go so yeah I'm a week and a bit into my journey um so I'll do that for 30 days and then record the results and share um but I again I do plan to go back to eating carnivore like full carnivore um, but who knows, if I get to the end of the 30 days and I have such significant results like I did originally, then you never know, I might just stay on base because I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, one of, the, one of the questions that came up earlier was uh, a question which said, why does it seem that most carnivores keep slipping up and can't stick to the diet? And um, nobody seemed to think that resonated with them. Is that, is that something that you've encountered or do you find once people do it, they pretty much to
2: it. Um, working with clients, I can give a slightly broader um, opinion, I guess, because I've experienced it not just from myself, my friends and my family, but from all the people that I've worked with. And for the last, you know, 18 months, I have coached a lot of my clients into heavy meat-based diets. Um, do you know what? Adherence is one of these things that it really depends on the, the person. It depends on their, their nervous system state and health. Um, it depends on their mental and social environment. Um, there's so many pieces to health. It isn't just what we put in our mouths, moving our bodies, and our nervous system. It's 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 deep. And so I find that people that um, some people need to abstain in order to stick to anything, and that's not just carnivore. That's just their their personality type. And I've seen through you know the different types of foods that they've eaten over the years that. You know, they need to go all in 100% because if there's any gray area, you know, they just, they can't control themselves. Um, Others are fine. You can go, okay, eat this as much as humanly possible and think about this being like a 90 to 95% standard. And then if you're out for dinner or if you're at a birthday party and you want to indulge, then knowingly indulge. It's not being unconscious about your decisions. It's going, okay this is what this does to my body and I'm choosing to do it anyway.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think you said something there. I can't, I just paraphrasing. Basically it's not the diet. It's the type of person. Cause I, I think that's true. As soon as somebody signs up for coaching with me, pretty much within the first session, you know, yeah, this person's going to do this. This is an all or nothing type person. And and some people are a bit wishy-washy. It's, it's not carnivore. It's just their their MO, basically. It's, yeah. I'll, I'll, and do people, it. I'll do it.
2: Yeah, people are emotionally attached to food, and we're all addicted without knowing about it. These foods are more addictive than heroin. They have actually proven more addictive than heroin and cocaine. And yet we still think it's acceptable to be giving this to our children. And, you know, like even recently someone came up to us in a shop and gave my little girls, three of them, lollipops, you know, and that's perfectly socially acceptable these days. And it would be seen as a kindness. And don't get me wrong, I'm not thinking that that person that's coming over giving her a lollipop is wishing her ill harm. But equally, I know that me as a child, if someone had offered me a lollipop, it would have been a hard no. And my mum would have been like, no. And it would have been weird for some, a stranger to actually just offer it to a child, especially without saying to the parent first, you know, could your daughter have a such and such? You know what I mean? It's just, it's so accepted so widely in society that we eat rubbish and that we feed it to our kids. And it's, it's this just unspoken about thing that actually is, frankly, child abuse. And it's and, and I'm going to get backlash for saying it, but I don't really care because I have had backlash, as I've spoken to you about before, Stephen, about um, backlash from people thinking that I'm too extreme with myself and with my children and, um, But ultimately, my kids in different times of their lives were not very healthy in different ways. And this way of living has healed them. And you can say what you want about what you think it's doing to their mental health or how they might be feeling left out or depraved. But my kids want for nothing. You should see them when we bring the food out. They're literally screaming and hooting. Like they love what they're eating. They are thriving mentally and physically. It's healed all their past health conditions, and the proof really is in the pudding. So, I think if you do know as a parent and you're not doing better, then you have a responsibility. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you. you, thank you. No, <laughs> the, no, the world no, is like up-
0: yeah, the world is upside down when you're berated for giving your children the best possible nutrition and, and you're not, and you're withholding the worst. You know, if you, if you're saying you can't have candy, you can't have lollipops, you can't have this, uh, but you can have uh, eggs and meat and all all these, all these yummy things. And I just think, you're, you're right to stick to your guns. I mean, they're your kids anyway, and it's not extreme. It's natural. It's a, you know, appropriate human diet, I think. Um, yeah, Rich, oh, sorry, I monopolized all the questions there. Did you want to ask anything?
1: I'm just going to touch base in regards to, you know, what, what you alluded to there in regards to um, neglect. I mean, I think for the average person that doesn't understand nutrition, um, they know no better, but for the likes of us, um it, it is neglect isn't it i mean we are knowingly given uh, a drug to our children um you know it, it, the same can't be said for, for the average person on the high street that, that thinks that it is socially acceptable but it, it is a, a difficult one uh, lots of clients and customers have reached out to me recently asking me how i go about with my little girl what do i feed my little girl um and it, it's an awkward one, isn't it? Because you're stuck between a rock and a hard place in terms of um, I will feed her the food that I will eat, you know, which is c- carnival food. Now, to anybody else looking looking in, then I'm neglecting my child because I'm not giving them fruits and vegetables. Um, you know, it, it and then if if my, my, my little girl goes over to her nan's house, uh, as you say, the lollipops come out or, you know, she'll yeah. feed... Um, chicken nuggets and um, it is incredibly difficult isn't it to to uh, try to re-educate because it's a massive education piece Um, but that's a constant battle for me um, in regards to making sure she's eating highly nutrient-dense foods and I'm not seen to be you know restricting fruits and vegetables Uh, I seem to be you know the 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 nasty person in in the equation then when you know we we know better but for us it, it, it is exactly that isn't it There were a couple of other points that you you mentioned as well, but I've I've lost my train of thought. I think um, (laughs) that's. Yeah, Yeah. it's 20 plus hours, I think, uh, taking this toll, but I I should should have made some (laughs) notes. How
0: how does your coaching work then, uh, Jessica? How do people get hold of you?
2: So um, I do in person, but I probably do equally, or if not slightly more, online these days. Um, NRT only went virtual in 2021. So one of the good things to come out of COVID was we learned how to do this virtually which is pretty epic um so yeah i do online work and i do in-person work if you're in new zealand if you're lucky enough to be anywhere near us Um, we are the only two practitioners in the whole of the southern hemisphere so um that's pretty cool for new zealand uh in london there are that's the majority of the practitioners are kind of uk based and then you've got one in one in Sweden and one in America and that's it. Um, So, yeah, if you can get to me, I'd say get to me. If not, you can book online, do online consultations for nutrition as well as what I specialise in with NRT. But really I kind of tackle health from every possible avenue because – they all complement each other, right? So if you're not addressing somebody's sleep and that's the crux of their problems, then, you know, you're not doing a very good job. So I kind of look at people's whole whole situation. I dig around in it and um, fix it all for them. And yeah, I love my work so much. Um, I'm very, very lucky that I do something that even if I didn't get paid to do it, I would be doing it Um, and that I had that so young because I know that there are a lot of people out there still trying to find what they want to give to the world and how they want to, you know, how they want to show up and what purpose they have. And I've had that for such a long time. So I just feel very grateful to be able to work with people and help people.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, it's amazing what you can do online and and many people were forced to do that because of the restrictions. I will be honest, I would never have done this. Without the restrictions, I don't think I ever would have done a 24-hour live stream because I didn't do much online. And I, I would, my my hand was forced. I'm not saying I enjoyed the restrictions, but uh, if you're given – what's the word? If you're given lemons, then you make yeah. lemonade. You know, so, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, just, it's very impressive what you do. And I like the fact that you, you're quite feisty and you uh, stick, stick to your guns. And I think that's one of the things – I learned very early about being a carnivore and those people that are listening that maybe struggle a little bit in social situations. It, it might be you actually giving out um, insecurity about yourself. If you're a bit more confident in your position, um, I think you have less pu- pushback. I learned that very early on. I, I like what we do. I like the food. I know I'm doing the right thing. You do you and I do me. That's fine. It, you know, I, I won't try and push it on people, but I think your confidence when I first met you, first spoke to you online, it just shone through that here's somebody that knows what they they want. And I think that's a really good thing as a coach to be 100%, you know, that committed to something so yeah, yeah I, I I can see why you're successful for that Thank so that's your that's your half hour have you enjoyed coming on
2: i have i have very much so i want to just quickly say on that point as well like you don't always have to involve people in your decisions as well so if you find it difficult in social situations then just don't put a spotlight on it I went to a a dinner with a girlfriend on Friday night and it was at a dessert place and it was dessert and, you know, hot pools and they all got these massive cakes and puddings and hot chocolates and I just sat there with my sparkling water and I was really happy. I didn't put a spotlight on it. I didn't need to announce to the world that I only eat meat. You know, I I just had a really good time. So if you do struggle socially, just... You know, you just don't need to, you don't need to involve everybody because if you're not in a position like I am, that I have tried everything and therefore I am confident in what works because I've vigorously tested it on myself and thousands of clients before I start recommending things to people, um, then just, you know, just zip your mouth and sit back quietly. And as you improve, as you look better and more vibrant and stuff starts to heal and your body fat shifts off, people will be like oh what are you doing oh what are you doing and that's all you can do plant a seed be the example lead and um yeah and and give it a try before you judge it like really give it a try before you poo poo anything um is my advice to the world
0: so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favour to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.